0: What's going on, football fans? It's me, Jr. Clark, back again with another pound for pound ATL. Joined as always by my main man, Jonathan. What's going on, Jonathan? How are you doing this evening?
1: Doing good, doing good. Uh, you know, looking forward to this weekend's games. Uh, all the stuff that's been going on with the DC searches, and you know, it's been a, it's been a happening time on on the Twitterverse these days too. Yeah,
0: so. yeah. Just waiting waiting for that notification to drop. You know that. That, yep. uh, that we hired whoever we're going to hire, which is obviously the reason why we have, you know, come together tonight to to talk about this and to talk about the potential of of what this hire is going to mean. We briefly touched on it a little bit um, during the live streams, you know, since we got the, the news that DMP's, you know, retired and was going to, you know, step away Um you know we've floated some names back and forth and things like that. but I don't feel like we've really like had a chance to like dive into it and like really look at it and like really look at the situation as a whole because mm-hmm. you know we've had so much that we needed to to cover and to touch on uh, with the season ending and and all that jazz. So I felt like uh, that the the open DC position was uh, was due its due diligence. Um, which is kind of what I want to like get into uh tonight. The like early reports once once Pease announced his retirement is that the Falcons were going to cast a wide net uh for their DC, and then they have definitely casted uh casted cast 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 a wide net for sure. Um, as you know, some of the names that have been like in circulation where uh gray or gary Jerry Ge- Jerry gray from uh, uh Green Bay the defensive backs mm-hmm. and passing game coordinator coach a uh, highly respected guy in the league uh, yep. Al Holcomb a a, uh, a wilkes disciple in a sense like a, a seems like a Steve Wilkes loyalist uh, out there in Carolina if wilkes ends up with the job there are major reports that, um, that Holcomb would stay, you know, with right. Wilkes, but, uh, he's been in Arizona and Cleveland and Carolina. He coached with a linebackers coach for Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis. And, um, you know, those guys. So, yeah, you know, he, he's been around some, you know, hall of fame type
1: players, uh, you he know, definitely with, kno- He definitely knows his way around a defense.
0: Exactly. Uh, and then, you know, you get the uh, Nielsen uh, D-line coach from New Orleans. That Ooh. makes sense with, you know, the ties to Fontenot, uh, and yep. he would be familiar uh, with that guy. And, like, I mean, how the defensive line at New Orleans has played over the past few years. We don't necessarily want to pat them on the back too often, but in situations like that, you have, have to give credit where credit's due.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hate the Saints as much as the next Falcon fan. Uh, I really, really do. Uh, I hate the fact that they've had such a good defense for a few years now, Uh, like a defense that I would have loved to have had, Um, you know, so and that defensive line, like, yeah, they, they always seem to have some guys in the middle that can be disruptive uh they always have cam jordan uh they've you know maybe struggled a little bit to find somebody kind of they're they're kind of in in where we were with john abraham right right we could we could get some guys up the middle uh you know the Babinos of the world and what have you and then we could have john abraham and he was always a threat to wreck your game plan if if you didn't account for him right we just couldn't really get that other side figured out and i think Mm -hmm. they're kind of in that same boat davenport's kind of a
0: He's been hit and miss, yeah. as, you know, as far yeah. as he's been hot and cold. Uh, Trey Hendricks, I think was his name. I think yeah. he's in both uh,
1: the Bengals Oh, he's Cincinnati since, Yeah, Cincinnati, yeah, Cincinnati yeah, and, yeah, he's, he's, and he's awesome.
0: Right. But, you know, this is where, like, you know, for the Saints, you know, we always talk about the cap as a myth. It is a myth to an extent, but it does have its its strays and its casualties and, you know, uh, him being one of them for the defensive line. Um. But they've also like put in a request for some of the bigger names and have actually interviewed, uh, both of the bigger names, which I feel like in years past we haven't like when we've come up needing coordinators or whatever, we haven't necessarily taken these big swings and the guys that I'm, I'm alluding to is, uh, you know, the former Miami dolphins head coach, Brian Flores, uh, and, you know, the former Denver head coach, uh, Vic Fangio. Those are probably like the two biggest names in this particular uh, this cycle, right? Yes. Uh, like Flores, like he's definitely like been in the running for some head coaching jobs or at least has taken some uh, head coaching interviews. Now, mm-hmm. Fangio, on the other hand, um, to my knowledge, he's only interviewed with us so far. Uh, as far as i know right uh, yeah I don't that's, know if that's the only, gonna
1: only one i've heard
0: right i don't know if that's going to change i know that he has been linked to sean payton mm-hmm. um like if sean payton resurfaces somewhere um he is a uh, one of the favorites to be his dc but with these rumors flying around with payton being like heavily linked to denver I can't see Fangio going back to Denver, right? Like that no. doesn't
1: make any sense. No, no.
0: Now, uh speaking of Fangio, uh another guy I meant to mention before we jumped into those two big names was um um the DC for Denver. Uh,
1: uh Edjero Evero? Yeah, Evero. Um, or is it Ejiro? Ejiro Ejiro Evero,
0: I think is is now he's a Fangio disciple. Like mm-hmm. so it makes sense like if you're wanting a young Fangio in the sense mm. of like the scheme and that, and the way he thinks like Evero is definitely your guy. Um, but I do like the idea that they're, they're taking swings at some notable bigger name, um you know, candidates. And it also brings me like to the idea that I think Arthur Smith, at least right now in his tenure Is wanting to be able to turn his back on the defense, if that makes any sense. Not like he wants to ignore it and doesn't want to have to deal with it, but I think it seems like like he wants somebody over there that he doesn't have to micromanage.
1: Yep, Uh, and I think we talked about this before. He wants to be he. he, I think the way it seems is what he would like is the Sean McVay Wade Phillips uh, Mm -hmm. relationship. I'm going to go do the offense. You do the defense, just keep me informed. Right. Uh but for all intents and purposes, whatever goes on, on the defensive side, you are in charge of that. Uh and yeah, absolutely and you know, Fangio Flores, Evero, all three of those guys I would absolutely do that. For one, uh two of the three have been head coaches, so they've been right. they've been in a position where they've had to be like the over <coughs> the overlord, so to speak. Yeah, the overseer. So, yeah, so yeah, so, so giving them just like here is your this is your team. Right. Now, you are the head coach of the defense. Mm-hmm. You know, uh being able to do that Fangio and Flores, could, you know will probably be in good uh good graces with that. Ever, I would assume would be the same way. Uh seeing as everybody's wanting to Yeah, I was about to say. for head coach yep. interviews.
0: So. Yeah, he's getting he's getting head coach nods already. Like uh, mm-hmm. I know he's taking an interview in I think the Texans organization and uh the cardinals organization is uh to my understanding and there are like right now we have been blocked from interviewing him by yep. the uh broncos but there are some like rumblings that like regardless of who they bring in he doesn't want to be in that organization anymore um yep. so that'll be interesting to to see that dynamic um you know play out um so my deal is like, you know, when, when everybody's like clamoring, obviously for, you know, Fangio and Flores. So I really wanted to like, you know, take a look at like, what, what are the major differences like between, you know, a Fangio and a Flores? One no, the, well, like,
1: before we do a deep dive, you know, before we get it into the, into that uh, yeah. really deeply here, uh, the biggest, I'll just say right now, the biggest difference between Fangio and Flores, as far as, you know, They may have have some different schematic differences and things Mm -hmm. like that. The biggest difference and the reason why personally I want Fangio uh, and and I've said this on Twitter, the person, the reason I want Fangio, although I wouldn't, I would not be mad at either hire, uh, but I would rather get Fangio because I personally, at least for now, I don't think Fangio necessarily wants to go back to being a head coach. Right. Uh, He's, he's been there, done that. Flores. Probably feels like he got cheated, right? Um, right. Got sliding out of a head, Miami, t- right? So <laughs> I could absolutely see both him and Evero again. If we land Evero, if we land uh Flores, if we land Fangio, if we land any one of those, I would have loved to have Jim Schwartz, but that's already <laughs> gone by the wayside. But right. those three guys, if we get any one of those three guys, I would be perfectly happy with. But I'm pretty sure that if we get Evero or Flores, at best they're here three years right as at best yep i think but but i could absolutely see a flores or Evro being here one or two years uh easily um and i would i would like to have fangio here so that because i think he would could be here at the very least i could see three four five years and maybe at that point he's like maybe he gets the itch again who knows right um
0: yeah because like like the deal with like you hit you hit the nail on the head there and that's exactly where I was heading like when you're looking at Flores or you know it, like right now like like I'm gonna like nail it down to like Flores and Fangio because like those two to me represent the best options you know mm-hmm. out there um guys who have a ton of experience both as you know head coaching and you know being DCs. Like, though, to me, those are the bells of the ball right now. And so, like, comparing and contrasting what Flores and what Fangio bring to the table, one of the first things you have to note is aspirations, right? Like, Flores' aspirations it is definitely still, I want to be a head coach again. Like, I feel like I got screwed down in Miami, and mm-hmm. I got a raw deal down there, um, and I want to be, you know, I want to, I want the chair again. So if you're hiring Flores, you're hiring, you know, a guy who in a perfect situation, two years, three years tops. Um, especially if he turns around this, you know, abysmal unit, right? Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Like like seeing what he did down in Miami, like defensively, gives me no reason to think he wouldn't do the same thing here. Um, they got all the all three years he was there, they got better each year on you know on defense. Um, now with, you know, Fangio, you have the idea that, okay, you're probably going to have him until he retires. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how old Fangio is. I meant to look that up before we started. I
1: I think we looked it up before he's like 58, I think somewhere in the late,
0: late fifties. So you're looking at, you know, depending on like how he feels another five to 10 years coaching. And, you know, for most NFL head coaches on a, you know, on a good run, you're looking at like, you know, seven to 10 years at an organization. So like Fangio could potentially cover the rest of like Arthur Smith's tenure here in Atlanta, you know, until, until he wants to retire. So that could easily like to, to me, that makes sense why that's an attractive uh, option. Now, when you turn to schematically um, Fangio makes a lot of sense based off of what we have been doing the past two years now Dean Pease, I think tailored uh, his defense here in Atlanta to the personnel that he had mm-hmm. because it was not a typical Dean Pease defense. Uh, you saw more creepers and like Sims than we'd seen before, but uh, it was definitely more zone coverage versus man coverage uh, that Dean Pease had ran in the past. Um, so I think it was more stylistically, like built for what we have here, but that lends itself to catering to what Fangio does naturally anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, Fangio is more of a like, you know, uh like a too high shell. Sorry, like mm-hmm. not a necessarily a cover two, but a too deep shell like running cover two, cover four, you know, that kind of deal. He's like more of a post snap disguise, you know, type uh defensive corner.
1: Yeah, make it making that quarterback hesitate because he sees one thing at the right. you know right you know before the snap, snap happens, then you morph it into something else, and exactly. now the quarterback's got to be like, well, uh, okay, what? Right. Yeah, like so. like
0: he you know he's more of a you know present middle of the field open, and then rotate you know either a safety towards the middle or you know dropping a like uh, a nickel corner you know, rolling a nickel corner towards the middle. Um, and then like he more operates like, okay, if you're a fan and you're wanting like a super aggressive blitz, happy defense, Fangio is not your guy. Right. Like he, yeah. he does more things off of like a four man front doing uh you know, the, you know, twists and stunts at, you know, with the, with the tackles creating that kind of illusion. Yeah. um uh, you know as far as he doesn't blitz
1: a lot it, it probably uh, you know he i can see yeah and i haven't looked at uh i know when he was in uh san francisco when he was there uh they didn't run a ton of blitzes uh mm-hmm. they they did a lot of like four man down stuff but they would also bring in bring guys up and have guys drop out Uh, you know, you know, defensive lineman dropout, but and all that's just trying to be like, I, this is the guy I need to block. And then turns out he goes that way instead of where you think he's going to go. So it's all about trying to make you react on your feet. Exactly. Uh, Instead of being able to scan, look, say, this is what they're doing. And then that's what happens. Then you're toast as a defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, so he, so he wants to, he wants to make you hesitate Cause now you, you've, you saw what you thought you saw and now it changes into something different. And you're like, okay, then I, we have to do something right this second. Right. Um, and so.
0: No, yeah, exactly. And, and like the great thing is like, if we do end up hiring Fangio or even Evero, like that's going to like be like selfishly in a way, that's who I want from a creator standpoint, because there mm-hmm. is so much information out there on Fangio system. Because it's the one that has, like, the West Coast offense pretty much, like, took over the NFL. Like, mm-hmm. like, every team runs, you know, some aspects of the West Coast offense. And, you know, that's what, you know, Shanahan runs. And all, you know, all those guys with the gap schemes and, like, all that stuff, like, like it, it goes in, like, waves. And right now, like, the vast majority of the NFL runs a Fangio-style system. Um, like that's what, you know, Brandon Staley is a Fangio, uh, disciple. So that's what they run out there in LA with Aaron Donald and all them. And, um, you know, if, if any, y'all like hear like talk of like, um, you know, like quarters coverage and, you know, things like that, Matt, like these are the things that Fangio like revolutionized the NFL with. And so therefore a lot of people have done a ton of case studies on, so from that aspect, like I'm selfishly wanting Fangio because then, you know, it makes our job a little easier in a sense of figuring out like what we're going to do, what type of players we need. <coughs> but then that brings me to Flores, right? Flores is your aggressive coach. Like is your aggressive defensive coordinator. Yeah. Like he's the one that that you know runs a base three, four. And, you know, does a bunch of man coverage and, you know, cover zero, cover one. And like his philosophy is I'm going to <coughs> confuse your protection. Mm-hmm. Like, con- like a lot of times has, you know, uh, seven guys on the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and, you know, giving you what they call a mug look and, making you figure out who's dropping and who's coming you know same in a sense of like the whole like Dean like the creepers and the Sims but he does it with you know that everybody up on the line yeah you know kind of deal uh which which if you're wanting a more aggressive style coach than you know more high powered aggressive defense like, like Flores
1: is your guy, right? Yeah. And those, and those kind of defenses are great until you run into the Patrick Mahomes of the world, until you run into the Tom Brady's, especially like these days, the the Mahomes, you know, because you, you may be super aggressive, go after him and then you miss him and you miss him. He's going to burn you hard. And that's the thing, uh, you know, you know, if you can, the, the per I'm not going to say it perfect because obviously anything can happen. But in my view, the best Mm -hmm. way forward with defense, if you can, not everybody can. Okay. There's just, you don't have a ton of, uh, super dominant, uh, you know, defensive line guys out there that you can do this all the time, every time. But if you can rushing four, right. Putting seven out in coverage. Is the best way to because yeah, you can still make a mistake, but generally you may not give up like unless something you know, you can have breakdowns, but by and large, you're gonna keep trying to keep everything in front of you. Uh you, you may give up a, a chunk play, but you don't give up the touchdown. And then it gives your guys more opportunities to make a stop or get the takeaway or whatever. Whereas the 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 hyper aggressive, like the old Seahawks mm-hmm. um uh stuff, which is where Jim Schwartz, you know, I personally would I like I said. He was who the guy I really wanted uh, because heard, I I it's exciting to watch a hmm. bunch of guys blitzing off the edge and blitzing off the out of the slot, and the safety blitzes and the old Brian Dawkins just come and eat your lunch uh, kind of stuff. And it was like they were just overwhelming you uh, with blitzers, and so if you can do it on a consistent basis and your guys on the back end can hold up. I love that style of defense, but maybe that's not the right way to go about it currently with who we have on the team. And it, uh, yeah,
0: and and you bring up an interesting point there talking about like with who we have on the team. It's like right now in a lot of ways it throws certain aspects into limbo because, you know, if you, if you get a guy like a Flores, then, you know, uh, a space eating like, um, well, like Grady Jarrett becomes even more so important. Like guys who can play that four, I, you know, become very important. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, because that's one of like the staples of Brian Flores is the, you know, uh, having guys on the inside shoulder of the, of the tackles, taking away the B gaps and, um, you know, things like that and, and garnering pressure that way. And then it becomes, You know, important to like having a guy in the middle who can really take up double teams, um, which will allow like leave, you know, guys on the edge on one on one, you know. And so then, you know, somebody like Rashawn Evans uh, might be, you know, easier to keep around. Right. Uh, But with a guy like Fangio, like you're going to need linebackers that can cover and Mm -hmm. that can eat space. And that's where Rashawn Evans isn't necessarily great at. Like, you don't always want Rashawn Evans in coverage. You want him coming downhill, taking heads off of running backs, you know. So, like, depending on who they hire, it really puts an interesting spin on what we're going to do in free agency and, you know, coming up in the draft. So, I really hope that they get this – you know, nailed downs, especially by the time the East-West Shrine game rolls around because we're coaching in that game. Like, you know, a lot of our staff is coaching in that game. Uh, So, I I, you know, I hope by then they they do get the – do have a better idea what they're going to have on defense, you know, as far as the defensive coordinator goes. Yeah. Well, man, I think that's it.
1: Uh, you Listen. know, it, like i i you know things are you know the vikings that there's uh, yeah. their spot open today yep. um you know there's more and more jobs that are opening up so uh, i know they said they were going to take their time i know and maybe and for all we know they're waiting to see what happens in denver it could uh, be to see to, because potentially like evero is their guy now Again, uh Evro's getting head coaching opportunities. Does he? Is he doing the head coaching interviews? Just because I know I, you know some people will do. Uh, you know, I've heard this talked about before. They'll do interviews just to do the interview, you know, right? To, just to, to get be, the
0: experience doing the interview right. and seeing what's what's expected of of them in these interviews. Like mm-hmm. and, and like you know some folks get interviews. When everybody knows they're not necessarily ready to be a head coach, but they get these interviews, you know, for a few years down the road, kind of thing. Yep. Um, you know, you laying, start building.
1: Well, you start building the relationships,
0: right. right? You lay that groundwork. Exactly is exactly what I was going to say. And then you know, like uh, there's uh, rumors, not rumors, but it's being reported that uh, Jerry Gray is going to interview later on this week. Um like I think maybe tomorrow or something of that nature or um I'm trying to see if I, I was trying to find it. Um, oh, is it with us? Yes. Uh Let's see. Okay. okay. Here it is. It says the bears have requested permission to interview Packers defensive pass game coordinator, DB's coach, Jerry Gray, uh for as yet undetermined defensive coaching position. Now, so interesting there because they already have a DC, like, you know, So Mm -hmm. Gary is also interviewing this week in Atlanta for the vacant defensive coordinator position. So that seems like, you know, that's probably going to happen tomorrow. Right. So they, they interviewed Fangio yesterday, uh, Flores today, Gray, probably tomorrow. And, you know, outside of that, I know they put in a request for Nielsen and Holcomb. I don't know if they've interviewed those two guys yet or not. Uh, um,
1: I want to say we have talked to Holcomb.
0: Okay. So the have we, okay. I uh, might've missed that one. We probably have already um, interviewed Holcomb and we might've already interviewed Niel, um, Nielsen, I think is his name. The, the D-line coach out of New Orleans. Um, I don't know if you could pull that up or not, but yeah, it's, uh, what I am liking this time around is that they've uh that they are taking swings, even though they don't necessarily have like the roster to lure these guys, you know, but they're taking, yep. taking swings of, Hey, look, it's almost like a blank canvas, you know, come in right. and build what you want here. Right. So, and that's,
1: you know, it depends on the person like, right. uh, you know, some somebody might want to already have the talent. Uh, they don't want to have to go get it. Because right. you never know if you're able to go get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other guys are like, hey, this gives, like you said, gives me a, a clean slate. Uh, I can build this how I see fit. Uh, assuming, you know, assuming that's what they're telling, which I'm assuming that's what they're going to tell them.
0: Like, yeah, hey, we imagine. got the
1: money. We got the money. If, you know, which whatever you need, let's we can figure out a way to go get it for you. Right. Uh, now, so it looks like uh, Holcomb uh completed his interview for the Falcons DC position on Tuesday. Okay. And what was uh, the first name of the other guy?
0: Neil uh, Nielsen Ryan, I don't know what it is. I cannot remember what I, I tried to call him Rutledge earlier and when I was talking on the space chat, I want to say it was Nielsen
1: in the, Ryan uh, Nielsen.
0: Yeah, is it
1: Ryan Nielsen? Uh maybe. Let's see. It, it is right. It's Ryan Nielsen. Saints DC Ryan yeah. Nielsen. Right. Right. Uh Codavans, or or Codavans, or according to Bruce Feldman it would be interviewed. fifth till defense. high respect to this. Uh so and that sounds like I think I remember reading that they had uh, given him permission. Right. Uh, so, and and at this point, uh, it, all I can find is that it says that he uh, may do it. I have not seen that he Not has seen, yet. okay. So,
0: yeah, so, I mean, I'm hoping that maybe, you know, by, by next show, on like the next live stream, you know, maybe we'll have a DC by then, because that would be, that would be pretty sway. Um, yep. Again, we'll,
1: now, you know, I, you know, it all depends. Like if, if things happen with Denver, John right. Payton takes the job there. Uh, Evero is finally, they're finally like, yeah, go talk to whoever you want to talk to. And, um, then we get the interview with him and maybe he blows us out of the water, blows it out right. of the water. And, right. and what have you, so who knows? Uh, but I, like I, I'm hoping cause we are getting, you know, uh, to the end of the month where we're going to have the, the shrine game, the East West game uh, you're or, have the, se- or the
0: senior bowl, right? You're going to have the senior bowl. You're going to have the shrine game. You're going to have, you know, the combine coming up and all this stuff. like, mm-hmm. I really would like to have the DC in place and I'm sure they would too, but I really would like to have the DC in place to figure out, Hey, what, what are these guys that are already, you know, potential free agents like an Isaiah Oliver over Rashawn Evans, like, do you want to keep any of these guys like, you know, th- that kind of thing um, I think is is relatively important. So, um, yeah, hopefully they won't sit on their hands, you know, too long with this and, and drag it out and be left having to having to, like, promote Frank Bush or Ted Montecino. Not that I don't think either one of those guys are worth it, but if you're going to do that, I want that to be your first choice. You know what I'm saying? Well, not. not Oh, I have to settle for, you know, bringing this guy up kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And I, I, you know, I think that, uh, like, I honestly don't think that that's going to be the case. Uh, like I think we're going to get one of the guys that we want now, whether that's the top two guys, uh, the Flores or Fangio don't know, uh, could be Holcomb could be Nielsen could be gray, could be a lot of different guys. So, Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think we'll, we're, I think there are enough people out there that would look at our situation and be like, okay, we, I get to build it from scratch, but that is a tempting offer. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think, I think we'll be okay. And I think for, you know, Arthur Smith is sounds like anyways, you know, he is respected, uh, out there. Like he seems to be a good, you know people in those circles mm-hmm. uh, are really, you know, complimentary of him. So I don't think there's a, th- a situation where like this dude's just a jerk and yeah, doesn't no, go along think, with people, so.
0: Right. Yeah. I think that aspect will be pretty good. I was listening to a podcast today that had just randomly, I didn't realize it, but had our Bill Walsh like coaching intern from the training camp was on it. Yosef mm-hmm. uh, something or another. I can't remember his last name. Or his last name might have been Joseph. Anyway, that's the name that stuck in my head. But uh he was the intern, the Bill Walsh like minority intern, and, and mm-hmm. like he was talking about how like nobody in that building was wrapped up with ego and, and stuff like that, and it was how good of an experience it was uh with all those guys. So that's good to hear. Uh and should yeah. be uh an opening uh place for whoever ends up being dc all right as we wrap this up call your shot who you think who you think is going to be the dc not who you want What does your mind tell you this guy's the dc
1: well being a falcons fan i am used to disappointment so i don't expect it to be the top two guys i want it so bad to be the top two guys uh i think it will probably end up being al holcomb that's who i think it will probably be
0: Yeah, like, and I wonder if like it's a like almost like Stockholm syndrome, you know, in a sense of like, never, oh, can't can't wish for nice things because we never get them kind of deal. Um, I almost feel like it's going to be like the other side of like if uh, either probably uh, Jerry Gray, you know, from Green Bay, uh, him, or uh, if Nielsen ends up with an interview, like actually having an interview. I think his ties with Terry, you know, but, mm-hmm. uh but yeah, I think uh Jerry Gray is who I'm going to call because that seems to be the one that anytime I look at a tweet with his name, everybody's like, Oh yeah. Good luck with that.
1: So I'm like, yeah, well, saw... that's <laughs> yeah. That's... Well, but I, but I also, saw, I saw uh Benjamin Albright. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw him on, on Twitter and he, that was the name with, I think somebody asked him like, if you, you know, if you had to, you know, who would you? Who do you think is probably going to be it? And he said, you know, the name that he came up with, that he came back with was Jerry Green. Right. So, so uh, we'll see how I mean, that, that their defense was their defense was pretty good this year. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's. I think it started off a little rough, but it, it they found their footing and and got they were really good in the last half of the season. So, you know, and they were good last year too. So, yep, that's it.
0: Yeah, I think uh I won't I won't poo poo it per se. Like you definitely want the flashy name, but um, whoever we end up signing, I'll I'll give them their due diligence and dig into it and, and figure out what they're what they're gonna bring. Yep. Well folks, I appreciate y'all tuning in with us tonight. As always, y'all can follow us on Twitter. Let's see if I can get the uh brand stuff up. Let's see, where did it go? I don't know where I put it. It hid. It hid from me.
1: It's over to your left.
0: Ah, oh, there it is. Bam.
1: You we were close Yeah,
0: <laughs> so you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Graham1128. That's G-R-I-M-M-1128. Jonathan.
1: At Jonathan M. Holder. Uh you can see it there at the bottom of the screen. It's yeah. too long. I'm not going to worry about spelling it for you.
0: <laughs> and keep your eye on the channel. We'll be back live on Tuesday. And uh we'll always just randomly be putting out things when uh when we feel like it. And but as always, Falcons fans, rise up.
1: Rise up.